I was waiting for it. That's how I can always tell if you heard it. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of Juice the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. And uh, we're, we're talking baseball today. Of course we are. Makes Only makes sense. Um, we have a special, a special segment yes. today. Um, Corwin, tell the people <laughs> what we're doing today. So we we came up with this idea and decided on this podcast topic for today. Probably like what, like eighteen hours ago, something like that. If maybe. that, yeah, yeah, like not not long enough ago for this to be like a well planned thing, but long enough to you know not be spur of the moment. I will say this is the most excited I've been for a specific topic uh, in. Uh, a, a good handful of episodes. I know we've had some good ones in the recent his- recent history of the pod, but this I'm super excited for because I am selling my MLB fandom to the not the highest bidder, but the the best argued team. Oh man, this was all set for a really cool <laughs> intro, and I just the oh, strongest pitch. The strongest pitch. There we go. Not the fastest pitch, but the strongest pitch, the nastiest pitch. Um, yeah, so I I was watching a baseball game the other day where the Yankees were playing the Tampa Bay Rays, and Yankees ace Garrett Cole was facing off against uh, Tampa Bay ace Tyler Glass now, and I realized, man, both of these guys used to be up-and-coming major prospects for the Pittsburgh Pirates that were sold off for pennies on the dollar because the Pirates just didn't give a shit and didn't want to sign them to any lengthy contracts, wanted to see if they could find some value by trading away these high-value high prospects and getting some, uh, you know, fucking muddy, dirty-ass rocks in exchange for these diamonds, hoping they can find a smaller diamond out of it. Um, And I just, we've talked about this so much where the Pirates have done nothing to really be a competitive team, even when they were in contention. Um, And I just, I can't in my heart choose to root for this team that truly just doesn't give a shit and they don't deserve my fandom. And even though, you know, didn't grow up in Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh sports have had my heart, except for Pitt, eat shit Pitt. Um, I'm I'm moving on. It's, you know, they'll always be there in my heart. If ownership changes and nutting gets kicked out or sells the team or whatever, I'll be right back in the thick of it. But until that day, Pittsburgh, I am putting you at the wayside and I am finding a new team to love and to cherish and to support. And that's what we're doing here. I had Josh pick three to five teams that he's gonna gonna swing for the fences and give their best possible pitch about why I should be a fan. And uh, by the end of this, uh, I'll have a new new MLB team, and I'm so excited for it. Ugh. I'm I'm excited for you, buddy. And I ended up having a lot of fun with this, um, and ended up. Ranking all thirty teams based oh, on boy. where I think 
how how much I think you would get out of rooting for them. <laughs> I love that. I love that you went above and beyond and just was like, fuck it, let's go all in, all the chips in the pot, let's see how this happens, let's do it. Um, I will say, I do have some some fun little requirements, not even requirements, but little tidbits that I'm going to be, you know, waiting more heavily than what have you, things I'm looking for that, to all the listeners, I didn't share these with Josh beforehand in any capacity, so we're just going to throw these in there and see what sticks. Um, you know, the preference right now is a team not in the AL or NL Central. You know, I don't want to have to actively root for an NL Central team playing against the Pirates. You know, as much as I'm moving on from them, they're still always going to be in my heart. I don't want to root against them. I want them to succeed. Um, and I'll still always enjoy rooting for the Indians. So it's not on the same level. You know what? If I end up rooting for some other AL Central team, that's fine. I'll still always like the Tribe. It'll be a weird game to watch when they face off, but whatever. Throwing that out there. Young and exciting is going to be weighted way heavier than veteran and proven talent. Uh, just because that's how I've run every dynasty team I've ever had. Young, exciting prospects or young players are super fun to to grow with and to follow along and to see their their growth uh, as they come to the league. Um, pitching is definitely going to be favorite heavier than hitting. That's just the way I've always watched baseball. Always liked it. Hitting is obviously exciting and fun to watch, but you know. Having a young stud pitcher that I can watch, you know, every four, every five games is going to be uh, a big thing. Having a young superstar, of course, that's going to be a big, uh, a big thing for a potential team to root for. That's always fun. Having that kind of um, that star power, that reason to get you to watch the game. Uh, that's always good. And then, um, you know, way down on the list, but still got to say it. The sexier the uniforms, the better. You know, I don't want to have to watch the, I don't know, who's got a shitty team? The Diamondbacks? Obviously, I don't think that's going to be very high on your list regardless. But, you know, Diamondbacks, they have shitty uniforms. I don't want to have to watch that. I don't want to have to wear that to support the team. (laughs) I actually like those uniforms. I don't like them. I really don't like the Arizona uniforms. They're very different. That's my thing. I think I will respect your uniforms if it's a huge swing. Like, I think Tampa Bay has the worst uniforms in all of baseball because it's the world's most generic fucking uniform. And I would say the same thing about the Padres up until they changed it this season. Oh, Um, now they're so beautiful. Yeah, now they're great. But, like, my thing is, like, is is, like, a navy blue and white and just the words like Tampa Bay and the TB that are like into like it feels so basic. I hate it. And the least, TB's the so Diamondbacks are like it, it is a very confusing team. You know, like is it tuberculosis? Is, like, is it Tampa Bay? What is TB? If we're being honest, it's to be fucking determined is what it is. Um, so I, I figured <laughs> oh, I figured a lot of these for you. I I kind of I kind of got it. Um, I figured you would. You know, that's why yeah. I wasn't too worried about. Not sharing these informational points, these uh, these points with you beforehand. I kind of figured you'd know me well enough. So I figured it would be fun if we started with the bottom five, the five worst teams. I think for you to root for, and then we could work our way up. Um, 
And then before I, I reveal number one, maybe you can do a little bit of guesswork to see what I have ranked for you up there. Of course. Well, I mean, when we get to one, you know, hopefully my memory is good enough to figure that one out. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the one in the middle. I'm going to give you a bottom five. I'm going to give you top five. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, before we get started with number 30, uh, can I take a guess at who it is? Absolutely. Is it the Pirates? It is not the Pirates. Okay. The Pirates All are right. here in the bottom five. <laughs> I figured. Where they belong. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Uh, so there is, I try to combine while doing this a level of recency bias because I'm assuming, you know, this is for someone actively right now, presently seeking a new fandom, um, while also combining aspects of how historically good or bad is your franchise. Because for one thing, I know who you are as a person and you favor mm -hmm. better teams. And also having a good team history, I think, adds to a lot of right. the allure of fandom. Yeah, it, it would not be a great decision for my mental state to go from rooting for a team like the Pirates to rooting for another dog shit team that's only going to hurt my heart some more. So call it bandwagoning right. if you will. I don't care. I'm literally selling my fandom. We're beyond those arguments. I want to I wanna watch good baseball and be happy about watching good baseball other than it being good baseball in and, in and of itself. Exactly. And this is this is exactly what I had pictured for you. So down here is as the worst team, and there's a lot of recency bias behind this pick. Uh, but the worst team I could recommend for you rooting for right now, the Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And I agree with it. That's the best part. I mean, fuck the Astros. So I actually had the Red Sox down here because of my own bias. And then I was like, yeah. honestly though, if you said to me I'm going to start rooting for the Red Sox. There's a lot of reasons not to root for the Red Sox. I'll get to because they are the second. They are number 29. Yep, um, I figured. But like, there's no good reason for you to jump onto the Astros right now. They have recent success, yes, but all of it has an asterisk next to it now mm -hmm. because of the cheating. Um, of course. Like, even the individual accomplishments. <laughs> and now that they're not cheating because they got caught, they're pretty bad like they have a losing record right now yeah. they're six and eight it's ugly their and entire team is struggling yeah top to bottom offense defense and pitching it's not good mm -hmm. so and, man their prospects are non-existent best way to no because they traded them all away they got Forrest whitley they got your don alvarez and they got kyle tucker which by all means those are three fantastic prospects at the same time there's going to be a lot of holes on that team, and they are uh, not exactly built at this point for a long-winded run. No, especially while missing Justin Verlander for this season. And uh, yeah, it's so that combined with the fact that historically speaking, the Astros aren't exactly a very successful organization. Um, they have had good moments, of course, as I think you'll find that most MLB teams have done. Uh, as it stands right now, the Houston Astros have the 14th, are ranked 14th in win-loss percent throughout the history of their organization at 496. So pretty subpar team. That's actually lower than the than the Pirates. Um, as we've mentioned several times on the show, the Pirates, at one point in time, a historically very successful franchise and have since been... Uh, butt fucked by Bob Nutting into hmm. um, irrelevance, which is one of the main reasons Corwin's looking to move on from them because fuck Bob Nutting. Uh, fuck so you, Bob. It's, it's a team that like 
when 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 you when I thought of the Houston Astros pre Jose Altuve, the only person uh, I can think of is um oh god damn it I forgot his name what's his goddamn name um the third baseman I'm kind of lost at what you're even uh, looking for the their what? Hall of Fame third baseman for the Pirates or for the, the for the Astros, Astros. Uh, Biggio Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio, yeah. And the only reason Craig Biggio really came up was because every time they brought up Craig Biggio and how great he was, was because they got him from the Red Sox for like nothing. And then it's like, look how that trade turned out. And it was like, uh, that's cool. That's not enough to root for a franchise. Um, Fun fact, uh, Craig Biggio, I don't know if this is information I even should be sharing, but fuck it. Nobody listens anyway. Uh, He's actually a client of the company I work for. There you go. Yeah. Fun little fun fact. Not going to get me to root for the Astros, of course, but, you know, fun fact nonetheless. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, so Craig, Craig Biggio and, like, one of the many stops on the, on the Ryan Express for Nolan Ryan just doesn't <laughs> seem like enough to, to root for the Astros there. There's really no redeeming qualities for them right now, given the <sighs> crazy black period we're in with them. Uh, so I will be honest. When I think of Nolan only- Ryan, I think of the Astros. I I think of the Rangers um, mostly because that's where he ended his career, and because of the Robin Ventura fight. Uh, <laughs> and I think of the Angels. Uh, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> so Astros, and absolutely not. That brings me to the second worst team. I think you could hit your bandwagon to right now, the Red Sox. So. The in a vacuum reasons, the non recency bias reasons you shouldn't root for the Red Sox. Fuck Boston, uh, <laughs> terrible disagree. city, racist ass disagree. city, um, horrible when, accents, when terrible sport commentary. When your ownership acknowledges, yeah, our fan base is like really, really racist. You should know at that point that's a bad look. That's a real bad look. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, the Red Sox franchise, historically speaking, not super good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Curse of the Bambino got such a name for a very long stretch of time in which the Red Sox were not a very good organization. Um, that being said, well, that's, that's not what I should say. They, historically speaking, are good, but like not playoff good. Right. Um, I'll put it that way. Kind of like the White Sox which I'll get to because the White Sox are actually an over 500 team lifetime, but have been to the postseason like 11 times in their 120 year history. If you so, had asked me to, to guess like over under put money, like serious money on whether or not the White Sox of Chicago, the South sides team were over 500 lifetime. I, there's no way I would have guessed over. Yeah. Yeah. They are uh, the 11th ranked team for win-loss percent. Way to go, uh, Frank Thomas. All right. Big hurt, baby. Uh, but, yeah, so the, the Red Sox are kind of there. They, they have a lot of winning seasons and uh, almost nothing to show for it. Uh, add in recency bias. They were caught with the, the, the cheating scandal of the Astros were caught in, but like to such a smaller extent, it really doesn't matter. Um, more so present day reasons not to root for them they just trade away Mookie Betts and David Price Chris Sale is hurt 
There's like no Eduardo Rodriguez isn't coming back. Like there's nobody on that team right now worth watching. The only person you might have been able to say was Andrew Benintendi, and he is off to a terrible start to his season. Um, they're just not good. They're probably going to end up having to rebuild because of how bad they are going to be this season and next season, which means you're in for just a long time of hurt for this organization. And by long time, it's a, it's a rich team. Uh, another factor I, I threw in for reasons not to root for a team, uh, because you also don't want to strap your bandwagon to a team that's rich because then everyone's just going to go, ah, you bought your, your team. And that's never fun either. Um, Coming from a Yankees fan, that means a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, truly, I I, I completely understand it. Um, luckily, the uh, Red Sox, if it's it's a double edged sword with the spending because on the one hand it's like yeah, like it's great, my team will never give up on a player because they're too expensive unless their name is Mookie Betts, um, <laughs> <laughs> or or you know Babe Ruth. But, um, but at the same time, it's like you don't want to. It 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 can be fun finding players instead of buying. Or being able to retain and absorb the cost of players. So, and, I and thankfully, they have a deep farm system to you know sustain this rebuild. It's <laughs> a good joke. It's a good joke. Um, so there's nothing looking good for the Red Sox this season or in many upcoming seasons. So, um, for city reasons and basic baseball reasons, Red Sox second to last team here. Yeah, they they definitely as much as it would have been fun for us to have this back and forth of like, oh, you're a lifelong Yankees fan, I am a Red Sox fan solely just to be on your ass about it. It it would have been a shallow fandom. You know, it, it's definitely not a team I ever would have honestly considered. Now, especially because uh, and, and again, a, a broader point the modern history of Boston sports throughout your and my entire life is very successful. And therefore you hate them of course, um, yeah. because we grew up like, you know, the, the Celtics are in the NBA finals. Like every year, the Bruins are like always in contention. Uh, the Patriots won six Super Bowls in the past 20 years. Um, the Red Sox won three world series in the past 20 years. Like it's, it's been a lot of Boston sports. Um, for outs for non-Boston sports fans, which means you're just tired of seeing them win. It wouldn't be fun for for you at all. And it definitely would be jumping on the bandwagon on the uh, the bottoming out of that. You know, like the there's a gradual like up and down ebb and flow to you know team success. Copying on the Red Sox right now would definitely be on the bottom end of that tail of you know they're not going to be anywhere close to the success that they've just had in recent years uh, for presumably a little while. So, Exactly. All right, so that brings us to team number 28, um, the third worst team I could recommend to you to root for right now, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> yes. yes. Explanation yes, yes. not needed. It is oh, unfortunate man. that they're down here because, as we've said many times in the podcast, Pittsburgh has a beautiful baseball history. Um, and pre, like, 1975, an amazing baseball success. Um, mm -hmm. Given the people of Pittsburgh and the people who would like to root for Pittsburgh outside of Pittsburgh, nothing to root for in the past 45, 50 years. So it's unfortunate. I don't know, but. I don't know if you saw the uh, the... The clip that I sent you this morning that got me extra sad for this episode, but also extra excited. Um, the Pirates are a team that traded away future Cy Young winner Tyler Glass now, uh, All Star, you know, Austin Meadows, 
and uh and uh you know top 100 prospect uh Shane Boz for for Chris Archer Chris five something ERA Archer and boy that just it ruined my morning you know trade away Garrett Cole for Colin Moran and uh Joe Musgrove which that hurts my soul so much traded away Andrew McCutcheon for I don't know vending machines it's just it's a sad it's been a sad few years since 2013 you know yeah we did a whole episode of a wonderful episode if I can toot my own horn here um about the pirates trade war deficit um but needless to say it's not good no um, but I definitely like to replug that episode because I'm still very proud of that episode. So go back and listen to that. Um, there's no real no. There's no real point in continuing shitting on the pirates here. We've done it plenty over the past couple years. Yeah, um, I have to agree. All right, so so that brings us to the fourth worst team I can recommend you rooting for, uh, and that's the Mets. Now, <laughs> the reason the Mets are a shit team to root for are plentiful. Um, mm-hmm. The toughest part about being a Mets fan is that you're constantly going to have to expect the unexpected uh, in terms of reasons why your team is terrible because they keep finding new ones. Um, they're going to have to deal with the fact that you signed Yannis Cespedes to like a four-year contract and then he barely played. And what sucked is that he was really good when he did. Yeah. He just didn't feel like doing it with you. <laughs> you're going to have to deal with the fact that Every time Jacob DeGrom starts a game, your offense is going to shut the fuck up. And that's going to suck because all of Jacob DeGrom starts are going to be awesome. You're going to have to deal with the fact that wow, your, your yeah. ownership is trash. They might spend more money than the than Pirates ownership, but it's not by much. And it's pretty fucking pathetic where they choose to spend it. It is not a happy existence and it's not a successful franchise. What would have been really funny is if the, if the Astros never got caught with this cheating scandal. Carlos Beltran would be the current manager for the Mets. I would presume he would enact the same type of cheating protocols that was used in Houston. The Mets all of a sudden would have gotten good. And everyone would be talking like, this is it. The Mets are finally turning around. And then, of course, them being the Mets would get caught almost immediately. And then would be rocked even worse and be sent back where they were, you know, farther from where they are currently. And that would have been really funny. Um, But yeah, the Mets are, oh, how do I put this nicely, are a sad franchise from coming from a now former Pirates fan. The Mets are probably the only team that's sadder than the Pirates just because as a Pirates fan, you know there's not really anything attracting anyone to Pittsburgh. You know, it's not a baseball city. There's really no hope on the horizon. The Mets are in New York, and the Mets have had past success. They've had past superstars. You know, there's always going to be some reason to have some glimmer of hope. They have Jacob deGrom. But it just doesn't work out, and it never it it hasn't since I've been a conscious human being. Um, they even went to a super or World Series. Wow, they went to a Super Bowl, and it's it's even worse because of it. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. They they shot straight back down into irrelevance after that World Series run. 
God. Um, Imagine where. So did the Royals, but the Royals actually won the World Series. Exactly. So you can't complain about that in any capacity. Just imagine where the Mets would be right now if Jacob DeGrom, um, Noah Syndergaard, and Matt Harvey all continued to fulfill their potential. That would be. You said with Stephen Matz, too. Yeah. And Zach Wheeler. No, he was half of it. Yeah. And. uh, and oh, no, yeah. Rick Porcello now, too. You know, superstar Rick Porcello. Cy Young winner, Rick Porcello. <laughs> Cy Young Participation Award winner, Rick Porcello. Oh, I hate it. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's not... No one, no one enjoys being a Mets fan. People are Mets fans out of sheer stubbornness and determination. You don't get, you're not going to get a world of satisfaction out of being a Mets fan. And that brings me to the final team in the bottom five. Be- be- before we go on, I just want to th- throw out another point. My yes. father was a Mets fan for years because one of his friends growing up in high school, ho- small hometown, went, got drafted, played for the Mets. My dad had tickets. He went to every game that he played in. He like that's the like such a great way to build a fandom, and immediately abandoned them for the Yankees once they became completely unwatchable. He even calls himself a Mets fan. I can't tell you the last time I watched saw him watch a Mets game, but he watches the Yankees multiple times a week. You can't. Yeah, you just you just can't root for the Mets. They make it so hard <laughs> for no reason. Um. And that's going to bring me to my number five pick. And it's a controversial pick uh, for the, the fifth worst team to root for, uh, for Corwin Heller. The Yankees. Ooh. This is not a team for you. I don't think, I okay. don't think it is. Okay. Um, in theory, it checks a lot of boxes for you. Um, successful franchise. They've got, they've got some good pitching, specifically uh, Masahiro Tanaka um, and Garrett Cole. They got guys that should be good when they're healthy, and that's been kind of spotty between uh, Luis Severino, who just hasn't been healthy, James Paxson, who should be good and just is currently shitting the bed. Um, but I, I don't think it, it, it's like rooting for the Patriots. It's just not fun. I understand they're successful and they've got Hall of Fame players, but if you're trying to latch onto it from someone who's been rooting against them or for rooting for teams that have been playing them, um, or have been eliminated by them with teams that you root for, you're never going to enjoy it. You can you can appreciate it. I always appreciate it when I watch Pat's games. Um, I never enjoy watching Pat's games. And I think that would be the Yankees for you. I'm going to be honest. I put together my own top five, basically the five teams that I thought you were going to put together for you know, this exercise and they were like five teams I would strongly consider and I ranked them one to five and I had the Yankees at number two. Really? I did. So my reasoning was living in, you know, central New Jersey. We don't really get Phillies games. It's almost always the Yankees. Even as, you know, a Pirates fan, a fan of the Indians, you know, what have you, the Yankees have always consistently been the team I watch the most on TV because that's what's on. And it's, you know, always a good game to watch. They still have a very young team. They're always going to be a team that is putting out a, you know, competitive team, which, you know, 
coming from the Pirates would be a huge 180 and was a selling point. And it would also have the added benefit of being able to consistently talk to you about how awesome the Yankees are, being able to talk to my dad about how awesome the Yankees are. There were some, you know, benefits. The biggest drawback, obviously, being it's the Yankees and that's the ultimate bandwagon. Um, but they were, you know, a highly considered team on my list, you know, heading into this. I thought you were absolutely 100% going to have them in your top five. I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I understand how difficult it can be to jump on the obvious best team in the sport bandwagon. And because I'm looking at this as a combination of current history uh, or current performance and, and uh, past performance, I think it's fair to say put the Yankees there, understanding that the Dodgers give them a run for their money for best team of today. Um, when you include historical performance, I don't think it's even fucking close. Um, and I understand that that's just a, it can be a difficult hurdle to get past. Um, so I, I mainly based it off of that, but it's comforting to know they do consider us. Of course, of course. It's hard not to consider the Yankees. They are, by all means, the Yankees. And that's one of the things is like, if I was trying to get someone who's never watched baseball into baseball, um, and had no choice, predisposition yeah. towards any other teams, oh, of course I'd be banging on the Yankees for that. Because for one thing, the symbol is just so mm-hmm. iconic. Like when I when I go to other when I've been to other countries, like you know, I have I have friends that like live in Poland. I would I hung out with their families in Poland. They knew the Yankees NY logo from my hat. Had, they didn't even really know what baseball was. They 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 didn't know uh, like really geographically where where anything around like New York was, but they fucking knew who the goddamn Yankees were. Um, and yeah. that international appeal, that like. Symbol symbolic nature of like this is not just New York, it's not just baseball, it's like fucking American. Uh, I think makes it very easy to get someone unfamiliar with the sport in, but can be a barrier to someone who's already kind of into the sport. But anyway, all right, is that was that number five? I totally that was number five. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that brings us you know, to the other top. Other than the Yankees, that's a that's a pretty pretty undebatable bottom five teams. You know, like maybe throwing Detroit in there, but even Detroit has a fairly bright future. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good bottom five. I have the Tigers at number twenty three, so they're not exactly much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not much uh, too far. They're in the bottom ten. I'll I'll put it that way. Yeah, they're uh. Yeah, they're don't root don't root for them. <laughs> um, all right. Ooh, top so, five. Yeah, you you ready for the top five? I am. I'm excited. This is like oof. It's like Christmas, but like baseball. So I actually care. <laughs> hey, same. <laughs> Different reasons. Um, all right. So that brings us to 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 the top five. Starting off at number five, I had a lot of trouble picking what team I was going to put here, because I think there's a lot of contenders for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going with a team that I am an obvious stand of that has been brought up many, many times on the show. I, I am sure I know what this is. Okay. Who is it? The Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox. Yep. Um, I understand 
it's a central team, um, and that was one of your sticking points. But oh well. Um, this is also, historically speaking, a good team, which you would not guess. Um, they have probably the best World Series run of of modern playoff format in 2005. Um, I think they went like 11 and one. It's like the stupidest playoff run ever. Um, and they've got great uniforms. It's a fucking young team and a mm-hmm. fucking fun team. And they might not be performing up to their potential yet, but God damn it. I think they will. Um, they've got a great player history too. There's a lot of deep fun history with them. It, the Black Sox scandal is unfortunate, but it's also a hundred years ago. And I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> Nobody is even remotely close to being alive who was involved in that. Yeah, it's like, it, it's you it's know a, it it's a point matter. of history. You know, it's a point of contention when you talk about the White Sox and their past. But I don't know of anyone who would ever even remotely think of holding that against them as their current team. It, yeah, exactly. Um, they have a good history of getting players to come through there so that you get, you end up seeing a lot of really hilarious faces. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. played uh, with the White Sox. Don't think anyone remembers that. <laughs> he was there. I sure as hell don't. Yeah, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. was on the Chicago White Sox for like a year. Michael um, Jordan played for the White Sox. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jim Tomey, I think, played for the White Sox. Like wow. people, pe- people have played for the White Sox. Um, it's a team <laughs> that is in a large metropolitan area, which I think has a lot of fun to it. Chicago is a great area, from what I understand. I have been. Um, it is the second team in the city, which I think, it, depending on the team, would add some charm. In the Mets case, I think that's no good because all Mets fans have a inferiority complex. Whereas Chicago, I don't think it's nearly as big of a thing. Um, only because uh, I don't listen to Chicago sports radio, but I sure do listen to New York sports radio. <laughs> so, um, and I, I actually have ahead. a good point here to add. I know that they are in the you know same division as the Indians. That's understood. But their biggest in-city rival, well, their in-city rival, is the Chicago Cubs, who I hate with a passion because they are a rival of the Pirates. And I think that makes that a significantly easier point to get over and move on from because, well, you know, they'll play the Indians. I'm not the biggest Indians fan. I'm a fan of them, you know, whatever. I get to fucking hate on the the Cubs still, which, shit, man, you don't have to sell me hard on that point. In what I can only assume is called the Deep Dish uh, Series, much like the Subway Series for Yankees-Mets. I can only assume that the Cubs... White Sox series is the deep dish series because I don't know what else they have in Chicago that's relevant. Oh, well. Yeah, there you go. Total non-sequitur anecdote. I have a 2000 Subway Series poster that I've had in my room since, I don't know, a thousand years ago whenever I was born. Uh, Well, that was a fucking classic series. Um, My God definitely wasn't conscious to watch it but you know the poster exists and so does the yankees win fuck you (laughs) Mets. uh all right so that brings us to number four and i kind of went a little bit against some of my own thinking here but i figured you would like that they were up here 
okay. the San Diego Padres. Uh, now, course. there are a lot of pros and cons to the, this Padres team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the cons. Okay. Um, the main one for me being they are a West Coast team. And as a person who lives on the East Coast, that's going to mean that it's pretty inconvenient to watch those games because mm-hmm. most of the time they're going to start at like 10 p.m. local time. So for that main reason, I, I think is why they're not higher because everything else fits, again, the, the schematics I was going by in my own mind pretty well. Um, they don't for for you. They don't face any of your rivals that frequently, or any of the mm-hmm. teams that you previously supported all that frequently. It's a young team. They've got good pitching. San Diego again supposed to be a very nice area with a big media market, so they're willing to spend money, as they've shown recently too with mm-hmm. the Manny Machado contract. And they've got super young, fun players. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. being the the most prominent of them. Uh, this they are not historically the world's most successful franchise. Uh, that's for damn sure. They're actually historically quite fucking bad. Um, but they actually they have oh my, out of the thirty active MLB franchises, they have the lowest win percent historically. Oof, oof. Worse than the Mariners, the Marlins, the Phillies. Somehow, yeah, that's bad. Um, but if this is the right time. If this if they were a stock, this would be the a good time to get oh, yeah. in. It's not quite the ground floor, but you can definitely see it's it's still got plenty of room to trend upwards. Um, the uniforms are gorgeous. Uh, this is this is a fun team. While I was putting my own top five list together, um, I will say the the White Sox did make the list. They were number five. Forgot to mention the Padres was you know they were the first team I put on the list. They were number one for all the reasons you said. You know, young, exciting team deep with prospects. They have an extremely bright future. Fernando Tatis is just unbelievably good at baseball. Chris Paddock is one of my favorite pitchers. Um, again, uniforms, fucking sexy as hell, and is so nice to watch. Um, but again, that biggest detractor I had is what you said. It's a West Coast team, and you know, my schedule has trained, changed drastically in the past two months to where it went from, okay, 10 o'clock is the perfect time for me to, you know, sit down and watch a baseball game because watch it to completion, go right to bed, that fits my schedule exactly, to I go to bed at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock now. And that's not the best time to be trying to watch a baseball game. Um. And that's what makes, you know, mentally in my head, like trying to figure out like, okay, who are my favorites? Like, what, what am I leaning towards going into this? So I'm not going in, you know, completely blind. That's what made, you know, putting them as my number one so hard because that's, that is a huge deal. It's a massive practical reason that, that doesn't often get brought up enough. Um, mm-hmm. it, man, like watching, uh, it's like, the 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 opening opening day of football um usually has a, or sorry the opening Sunday of football usually has two primetime games it has like a seven p.m. game and then mm-hmm. like a ten p.m. game and as I always like try to start that ten p.m. game because it, and it's always between West Coast teams I never get like an hour into it because fuck man like you gotta you gotta sleep you can't just do that forever you know like it's mm-hmm. it's tough 
So, and especially baseball being not just a weekly sport, a daily sport, like you're asking, you'd be asking a lot of yourself to maintain that. Right. But again, yeah. super fun team shame. everywhere else. Such a shame. Cause I, I want to be a, I want to be a Padres fan and be able to dedicate that time to them. But that's just such a huge hurdle. I know. I know. And that is going to bring me to, um, I, I've been really waffling on where I want to put these two teams. Um, and I think I'm going to make a sudden change to my number three team being okay. the Oakland A's. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest thing you got going for this team, Matt Chapman. Well, so they have Matt Chapman. They have gorgeous Chapman. uniforms. Ooh, the Kelly, cool. the Kelly Greens. Ooh. I mean, we talk about Fucking them all the time. Fuck. Because we talk about Matt Chapman all the time and my love affair with him. And we talk about these uniforms every time we talk about any uniforms in any sport. Because that's how fucking beautiful they are. My, <sighs> my 1975 number 35 Ricky Henderson jersey is one of my favorite things I own. It's beautiful. I love these A's jerseys. They're the perfect color combination. Love it. Um, such a deep history of fun players. I mean, you've got Ricky Henderson, Catfish Hunter, Raleigh Fingers. I, I mean, you have Satchel Page played for the Kansas City Royals in like 1969 when he was like 70. Like that's amazing. They've got we are not talking about the Kansas players. City Royals. We are talking about the Oakland. Sorry, Kansas City A's. My bad. Yes, Kansas City A's. My mistake. Meant I was confused because I didn't know yep. the Kansas City A's were a thing because my baseball history knowledge is extremely limited. Yes, they went from the Philadelphia A's to the Kansas City A's to the Oakland A's. <laughs> Good to know. They have been all around the world in most time zones except Mountain Time, but I'm not sure that exists. I think that's Did- just a figment of Colorado's <laughs> imagination. <laughs> Did it take place over 80 days? Uh, yeah, yeah, 80 days, but only 40 nights. I figured that one out. Um, and they are a mix of talent. This is a, also a fun team because, for one, you get to watch um, Moneyball and always go, that's my team. Uh, <laughs> my, my team stars is, the, is, the, best, is the, the team featured in the best baseball movie of all time. Um, and you get to have some of the analytics. Some- Sorry to jump in, but like, sorry to joke about that. That's the whole reason I became an Indians fan, is the fucking major league. It's I, simple enough, as it like that's it works. Yeah, it wrong. really does. It's fun. Yeah, it, it's a big, it's a big selling point. Uh-huh. Um, plus, what's fun about the A's is that you get the constant, the the analytics of it. You get to really understand that while ownership might have. Uh, some level of difficulty with the payment. Yeah, again, this is a, I'm going to call it small market. Oakland's a pretty big market, but they are the second team in a big market, which usually lends themselves to being a little bit worse off than the first team. Um, so I'll call them middle of the road, even though they are not a large market. Um, a middle of the road team, you get to know that for one, they're always doing the best that they can and they're creative while they do it which is something that the Pirates are notorious for being neither of. They are lazy at oh. all fronts, and when they do something, they do it poorly. Whereas I was, the I was get so happy, and now I'm so sad. I know. But <laughs> this, this would be the exact opposite, but given, relatively speaking, similar financial stat- statuses. So I think this would be a soup. Again, the main drawback being those 10 p.m. starts. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I think this would be a really fun team for you on all fronts. It's a little bit older of a team than the Padres are, only because the Padres mm-hmm. are so young. Right. But this is a really fun team and a really fun division. But the core is still very, very young. Oh, sure. And you know what? Uh, back to that Moneyball point, we also get uh, the Bash Brothers experience. You can't oh. overlook that. It's beautiful. Oakland Knights. Jose! And, and I'm, I'm Mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love Silk Andy robes and kimonos. Silk robes and kimonos. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I know what I'm watching when I get off this pod. That, that fucking verse at the end where, uh, where Andy Sandberg uses all 30 MLB teams. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, oh, it's so good. Oh, the Jewish baseball fan that I am every I, time it gets me. I have tried getting people who are not baseball fans to watch that. And they are like, wow, okay, this is like an interesting thing that I'm watching right now. That's for sure. But like, I don't know how I actually feel about it. And every baseball fan I've ever like talked to about it or watched it with, you know, you included have been like, that's one of the greatest things I've ever watched in my life. Oh, man. It's what now. One of, the, one of my personal reasons for why it's one of the greatest things I've ever watched is that nobody was asking for this. Exactly. And it, it, it's like, not like they even announced that it was happening. It was just like, hey, we nope. did this. Go for it. I remember I watched it with, 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 with our, our, our friend Matt Torrey when, we were, when him and I were in Kansas City and it was a, a hurricane and the game we were going to go to got canceled because we were going to go to a Yankees eight, uh, <laughs> Girls game. And we were popped on Netflix and it was there. And it was like, oh, hey, yeah, like let's... The Bash Brothers are cool. Let's see what this is all yeah. about. Not knowing it was a visual album experience and having the time of our fucking lives. So good. Naming it and like whatever they named it, but having experience there is like the biggest, you know, it's it's the <clears throat> adjective that defines the whole thing. It's just an experience. So you get that too if you hop on the A's. It's true. It's true. That's a that's a selling point I did not think about when I did that. But I did have the A's number four on my list. There Sorry, you go. Number three on my list. Oh, so we had them in the same spot. That's good to know. All right. So that brings me to my number two. You feeling how are you feeling about it? I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna ask you to guess. See how are you feeling about number two here. You ready? I'm feeling good. I think I know what it is. I think I, uh, I have no idea what number one's going to be, but I think two was reserved for a specific team, and I think it. Uh, we'll see if we'll see if I'm right. Well, I'll leave it as that. All right, the second best team I think suited for you personally is the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, not that team, but I am intrigued. Who did you have at number two? Uh, I had Cleveland. I thought you were going to push for like, hey, Cleveland. You're already kind of a fan. You're already a fan. You're not, you know, all aboard. Let's let's throw that in there. You know, give a give a so, pitch for them. I have them at uh, ten, even so they're in the top ten. I have mm. these all tiered out uh, between good, mediocre, and bad choices. So Cleveland definitely a good choice. But I figured you were already there on them. So if you if you really wanted to throw full support behind them, this wouldn't even be an episode. Yep. So understandable, understandable. Definitely, definitely a good choice, but not number two. So Toronto, I picked for one because we've been mentioning it a bunch. Vlad, they're in, they're in our time zone. You, those yeah, games are very easy to watch. It's a very um, fair point. Their their uniforms are fucking gorgeous. Yes, I they mean, are. My 
God, they're beautiful. I, mm-hmm. They're my favorite uniforms in the AL East, including the Yankees. I, I, I love wow. the Yankees uniform. That's I a statement coming many. from you. I fucking love the Toronto Blue Jays uniforms. I think they're perfect in every way. If, Another if huge advantage. New... Go ahead. Finish? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you are new to this podcast and haven't been listening and gotten a chance to to know the kind of Yankees fan Josh is, he's about as biased as you get. So him saying another team in his division is better than the Yankees at something so definitive. You know, it's not like, oh, the, the Red Sox have better pitching this year. Yeah, you could admit that, you know, that's something you could look at. It'll change every year. Of course, you know, it changes. But something where it's the uniforms the teams wear, where Yankees pinstripes are about as, you know, universally known and appreciated as you can get with sports uniforms. You know, you saying you like the Blue Jays better in division, that's a huge statement. That should not be undersold in the scheme of this whole conversation i wear i wear my blue jays hat like it's the second most i wear second most team hat or team hat i wear the second most out of all the other baseball caps i own is my toronto blue jays hat i am impressed sir i am impressed love love those blue jays uniforms um keeping it going another great thing about the blue jays that i think is an underdiscussed talking point they're the only team in canada so if you were to like go, if you Corwin Heller decided to move to Vancouver, you'd get all the Blue Jays games, hmm. even though it's on the other side of the country. Like no matter where you move in Canada, if you were to ever go to Canada for a visit or whatever, you would get Blue Jays games, no matter where in Canada it was. Has this been fact checked? Because that's pretty impressive, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh the 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 distribution company uh, that that puts out Blue Jays games. Like it's. Is it TSN? Um, I assume. No, I, I want to say it's whatever, whatever Rogers, um, Rogers Communications. I think it's like a whole vertical integration thing they got going on there. So it um, might be like the parent company of TSN. I'm gonna so, look it up because I'm I'm curious. But please keep going. Yeah, I, I I as I understand it, they have there's pretty shit agreements in terms of like which cable companies or which. Um, Act, uh, like distribution companies or, or television companies can actually show the games. I think there's a weird disconnect there, but people who have all the correct apparatuses and means to watch a game in Vancouver, like will get, you're going to get the Blue Jays games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think is a huge selling point uh, for, for, for this team in particular. Continuing on with reasons that Corbin specifically would like this team, uh, fucking young. You want a young team? This team is young. This and good, not young and bad. Young and fucking good. Like mm-hmm. the pitching is going to take a little bit of time to come together because pitching is just so disparate. It takes it just takes time to come together. But right. the hitting is there. Hunjin Rue is there, who's the best South Korean pitcher in MLB history. I'm putting it out there already. Love Hunjin Rue. Um, Oof, sorry, watching the Yankees game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ford just got hit and I brought in a run because the bases were loaded. Hey, we uh, know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Mike Ford stand account over here. Um, <laughs> hey, we should get him on the pod. <laughs> he's a local boy. 
We could we, we we certainly could try. I'm sure we know somebody who knows him. Well, <laughs> we'll tell him we got uh, Irvin Santana all aboard, and uh, that might sway him into thinking we're the real deal. Irvin Santana, who does follow us on Twitter, uh, <laughs> along with I mean, the other anyway. half of the globe. <laughs> Good. Yeah, apparently so. It's it's a fun team. It's it's close enough of a team geographically speaking that like you can get there pretty reasonably. I've flown to Toronto. It takes like an hour. You could drive there mm-hmm. in like five. It's not like a horribly inconvenient place to get to. Um, and it's a huge media market. Toronto's a really nice town. I think the Toronto Blue Jays Stadium is the worst stadium I've ever I've ever been in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I at the same time, like if it's a baseball game, if you're going for a baseball game and it's more casual, yeah, it's a fucking stadium. Like you're gonna it, it's fine. Uh the town's great. Toronto's a beautiful city. And the ownership, I'm sure, will be willing to spend money when the opportunity actually presents itself once the team gets good. So I damn yeah. you make you make some good points. I it wasn't even a team I considered. It wasn't like anywhere close to you know one of the top teams I thought about when putting this together. Um, two things I would like to add: one positive, one negative. We'll start with the negative. Never been to Canada. You know, I don't know how you know important that would be for fandom. You know, never been to San Diego. Never been to any of these other places we've talked about. Well, not all of them, but a, a good handful. Um, so that would be a big big step for me you know becoming a a diehard fan of the blue jays having never been to the country that they play in Uh, but again that easily can change because they're like six hours away um i actually don't know if that's true it's it's pretty close i think i don't think you're that far off Uh, you know a positive it's just just past buffalo yeah i've never been to buffalo i don't think so i I don't know it's Um, sad don't go there (laughs) i've been it's not fun (laughs) <laughs> um positive that you didn't bring up uh they shared a stadium with the pirates for like six hours so you know there <laughs> is that connection already true um it would be a very very quick transition you know really just moving to the other side of the clubhouse you know <laughs> yeah, um, yeah really just getting out of the dugout and walking <laughs> to the other team's dugout <laughs> it's like getting traded mid-game that that happened to Gio Urshela when he when he got traded to the Yankees. He was playing uh, the Rail Riders. I forget what team he what minor league team he was with, but he was playing the the, the Scranton Wilkes Barre Rail, Rail Riders and got up, got traded mid game and got up from his dugout and walked into the Rail Riders dugout. Also, it's pronounced Wilkes Barre. I um, okay. having I, I hear, seen it. I hear written it so many ways. Countless times. If I'm looking at the word, I cannot physically say Wilkesbury, but I know that is the correct pronunciation of the town. I just can't look at how it's written your, because it doesn't make any more of your family coming from that area. Sense. So I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know it. Uh, it, well, it makes me irrationally angry that whole naming system. But that's that's another podcast we can have specifically for that. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 on board. Uh, let's shit on Scranton. Fuck you, Scranton. Scranton, what? The Electric City. Scranton, what? The Electric City. They call it that because of the electricity. Sorry. Boo. <laughs> the Office, good show. Eh. All I right. Know. That's why I brought it up. So uh, that brings us. That yeah. brings us to number one, and this is now your opportunity to give in some guesses. I'll tell you if you're right. Uh, and if you guess any other team, I'll let you know where I have them ranked. 
Man, this is just so tough because I thought I would... I really, truly thought that the White Sox or the Padres were going to be number one. I really did. Um, It's just... It's... So based off of like the teams you've gone through and, you know, things we've talked about since starting this, it's I I feel confident that it's going to be, you know, a team east of the Mississippi. It's going to be a young, prosperous team with a rich history. I don't think it's going to be a central team because I feel like that's something you would have mentioned already. But I can't be confident. I'm going to go. This wasn't a team that I've thought about. But I think I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. I do have the Braves relatively, uh, I guess, kind of middle of the pack here. I have them at 13. Um, They're young and fun, for sure. They're in our time zone, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if you live, like, almost anywhere in the South, you get their games. Right. Um, but also, like, fuck them. Yeah, no, that's see, that's, really that's how I feel about the Braves. It's, I, yeah. That's why I didn't have them on my list. You know, they fit a lot of the criteria. Great young pitching, great young hitters, bright future. You know, by all means, it would be a good team to get in on now. But I just don't care for them. I've never really had any positive views towards the Braves. I just don't yeah. care. No, I mean, like, the, the most recent thing about the Braves that was cool was, like, having uh, Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, and, like, mm-hmm. they, like, didn't even win with them, really. Um, not not really, really, anyway. Uh, not, right. not when it mattered against the Yankees, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Uh, but also, like, you, some of the things that would it, it put you in awkward positions, like, all right, now you have a team with a Native American name that, like, you're, when mm. you're in the middle of a movement that's super questioning of that and it's going to be weird to have to defend that even if you think you're right or if you think it's wrong or not defend right, it and yeah. like, why did I pick this team the chop's super awkward um, plus the fact that like they have a really shitty history like their old GM got fired and kicked out of baseball for like having some really shady practices in Latin American nations and then they fucked over Ronald Acuna's contract like it's Ugh, it's like a dicey team. And the whole questioning of, you know, how they handled Ozzy Albee's extension where that's right, Ozzy Albee, that's what I meant. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's just a whole questionable moral ground of they definitely took advantage of him, even though Ozzy Albee seemed to be uh, you know, a fan of getting the extension in the first place, but they definitely shorted him by so much money. Millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck them. I'll give you. I'll give you two other guesses because I have oh, to hear where these other teams are. Shoot, man, I, I got a thirteen. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta really dig deep and think about these things because I wanna, I wanna be able to guess this. Um, I feel like it, it wouldn't be the Nationals because they're kind of coming off this World Series championship. Um, man, I just, I don't think it's going to be any other. It's definitely not going to be the Orioles or the Rays in my mind. Um, uh, the twins maybe, but I, I just don't know. I still th- am confident that it's going to end up being an East coast team. The Phillies would be a good option. Um, uh, I'll go with the Phillies. That'll be my guess. 
the Phillies I have at number 15. Um, Just kind of a mediocre team. Mm -hmm. Um, Very bad, historically speaking. Won a World Series in recent years, which is nice, but they've had such aggressive ups and downs in the past like four seasons as they've been trying Mm -hmm. to put it together and trying to spend money and just hasn't been working out. And while it's encouraging to see them like make good trades and like spend money in what feels like the right places, it still hasn't really come together yet. And it's kind of tough just assuming it's going to when it hasn't. And the rest of their division is somehow also getting better at kind of the same time. Um, so I'm not sure now is a, it, I'm more wait and see on the Phillies. I'm not bearish on them, but I'm not bullish on them. I would, I'm just kind of like, I'm a hold just to continue my stocks and anal- uh, an analogy from earlier. Fair enough. Um, I more feel guess. like I'm going to have to go with the twins. I'm going to uh, go with the twins. The twins I have at 14. So you picked 13, 14 and 15. Nice. Good. Good. Hey, at least I'm consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You picked all the the safe middle-of-the-pack teams. Um, I have nothing against the Twins. Uh, They're hitting a bunch of home runs right now, which is super fun. Um, The Twins have, like, no no wins in the playoffs in, like, the history of that franchise. Um, Oh, yeah. They keep running into the Yankees and keep losing every time they do, and that's not even me trying to shit on Mm -hmm. them. That's just the facts, Jack. Um, They can't seem to find any good pitching, and I know you hate that. Um, and their team is like a weird combination of super old and super young. Um, (laughs) and that's not even to say anything about like their construction because like they're playing very well this year and they're probably going to be good, but it's going to make it tough to see what they're going to be in like three years. That's fair. That's very understandable. Um, I know I only got three guesses, so this one won't count, but I guess it's, I'm going to say the Dodgers. (laughs) <laughs> uh the Dodgers I had um at number nine. Um okay. super fun pitching, all the all stars you could possibly want. Um, but big budget team on the West Coast. Right. So right. yeah, all, all that Man, shit. I I am at a loss. I don't know. If you say the Marlins, I'm, we're ending the podcast. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> uh the Marlins I had like I think just above the <laughs> Oh, uh, I had I had Marlins are twenty four, Yankees were twenty six, number twenty five was the Rockies. So yeah, okay. the Marlins were not high on this list uh, at all. Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about the team before I give the 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 actual Ooh, reveal. I like this. Um, I like this. They're never bad. Um, uh, up and up and down, usually relatively speaking, but it's a team that's never really bad. Um, they've got some very exciting pitching. Uh, they've got some really good hitting. They they managed to stay very consistent regardless. Of, they, they've got young players. They've got a couple of veteran guys. They managed to take pieces from where they can because of their pretty modest size budget, which lends themselves to having a few marquee players that they can afford to have around, which is super fun. But you also get like the statistical creativity and gameplay that you get from small, small budget teams like the Rays. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and with just one of their their players in particular, I think um, one of their pitchers in particular, I think is just going to be such a joy to watch for for the long haul. Um, you've also definitely got uh, at least one Hall of Famer on the team presently. I, th- I think it's a super wow. fun team. 
it's 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 they're they're just never bad which means that you can even though it might be a little bit uncertain with some of their older players right now what they might be in like three four years they've been so remarkably consistent throughout their entire history i don't know uh-huh. how you'd ever think to 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 truly doubt them in the long run right. you ready is it the nationals it is not oh man who is it the st louis cardinals Oh fuck you! Oh no! Oh Josh, why? No! God damn! I didn't think you would do this to me, Josh. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, I mean, no. Jack Clarity is such a fun pitcher. He's so up your alley. Andrew Miller, who came off of the of the Indians, is there. Giovanni Gallegos has been awesome for them. Um, they've got. Plenty of good pitching. They've got a few flamethrowers. I know that um, uh, the guy who threw 105, I know he's hurt right now. Um, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. He's going to be so much fun. Yadi Mahina is going to be a Hall of Famer. It's a shoe in. Paul Goldschmidt's there. He's super fun. Everyone likes him. Colton Wong, Paul DeYoung. This team is so fun. Ah, You're right, but it's the Cardinals. I know. And they're not in our time zone, but they're not in a crazy time zone. Like their games are probably going to start like around when ours would have anyway. So it's not like it's a huge leap. The St. Louis is supposed to be a super cool town. Like you could drive there if you really wanted to. It's a great team. It's a great choice. They're not a huge budget team, so you never get the whole like they buy their players thing. But they're never like so out of money that like the Rays they're getting rid of Tommy Pham in the middle of what what should be a yeah. several year playoff window, <sighs> and instead like picking and choosing where they keep their money. Like they had. They, and they kept Albert Pujols as long as they could and then had to get rid of him, but then they go ahead and trade for Paul Goldschmidt and sign him to an extension because they do have some money and they're pretty smart about where they put it. Like, it's, oh, it's a good fit. I hate how fucking perfect this fits if it wasn't for the fact that they were the fucking Pirates' biggest rival. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. Oh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't imagine watching them play, like, 16 times a year against the Pirates and then just like having to be like, well, we're guaranteed wins here. I just have to root against the Pirates the whole time. Fuck. Plus their uniforms are awesome. I love those uniforms. My my Bob Gibson uniform is also one of my favorite uniforms I own. I'm currently at a point where everything you have said makes me want to hit the button and commit. I just... I, I couldn't do it. I, I've spent too much time just ruthlessly hating them for no reason other than it's the team that knocked the Pirates out of the playoffs like three years. And I just, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I know. I figured this would be a moral quandary for you. It's the only one I also picked that I didn't consider your previous fandom on. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, it's such an easy thing for, like, you root for an AL East team. This is the NL Central. Like, it's not something you would naturally think of. Oh, no, I, 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 I'll, let, me, let me rephrase. It's something I did consider the fact you were a Pirates fan, but I didn't let that affect my decision to oh, pick. Okay, all right, I, fair I, enough. Like I, I was thinking about putting the Cubs in the top five, um, but then I was like, nah, he's not. he, he hates the Cubs. I'm not going to do it. But when I was at the Cardinals, I was like, I, oh, God, they fit so well. Plus, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much because of how... I Like, as soon as I... 
I was looking at the Cardinals like every time you said it, and I was like, nah, I can't be, no way. Never like would consider it. And like as soon as you were like going through it, I was like, eh, it could be the Cardinals, but again, there's no way. And then you said it, and I was like, it makes so much sense, but it's the Cardinals. Plus, like, Jack Flaherty is like the anti Jamal Adams on Twitter. Like, he posts such fun, thoughtful posts. He seems like such a great guy. Like, I, I love him too. He's one of my favorite young pitchers. I love <laughs> Jack Flaherty. I love I Jordan Hicks. I know. Shit. <laughs> <sighs> I can like, I know with how I feel now, it would be a fun team to root for. But I also know that I am such a flip flopper. There's no way I could commit to this. I, there's no way I, I could confidently commit long term to the Cardinals because as much as I do love so many aspects of that team there's gonna the second they play the Pirates it's gonna be like I can't do it like I can't do it I couldn't I would be so torn every time they played that like I I can't commit myself to the Cardinals how do I how do I tell people that I'm a Pirates and a Cardinals fan if I go into Pittsburgh wearing a Cardinals hat I'd be shot I do the same thing in St. Louis. I'll get shot anyway, but more so because of the Pirates hat. Yeah, and in St. Louis, it'll probably be by the cops. Yeah, that's true. Oh, political humor. Oh, Uh, our privilege doesn't count anymore because they're shooting everyone, (laughs) even though it's significantly at different rates. And Oh, I don't want to get into this now, even though I brought (laughs) it up. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I, I get it, which is why I tried to be a little bit creative yeah. with the top five. I think, like, if, if you knowing who I am as a person, knowing who you are as a person, mm-hmm. uh, the Padres and White Sox were basically locks to be there. Um, yeah, the I A's, knew they would be. Yep. Yeah, um, which is one of the reasons I wanted to offer up the Blue Jays because I thought that was just such mm-hmm. uh, a team that I really don't think is getting enough consideration. In part because they're still so young it's like let's see what they become in like a couple of years but at the same time if you're looking to get in on something like man now's the fucking time to be in on the mm-hmm. blue jays because like in addition to the seeing their young players grow they also get to start spending their time and resources committing towards more pitching and once the pitching gets there fuck man that team's yeah, dangerous that's done all right. Like so, I'm still g- bullish on the Orioles coming up and I had them in my top 10 for that exact reason but they're still I think a few years behind the Blue Jays so like that oh, and yeah, the Red Sox are years years behind everyone else. So the Blue Jays are at the very least in third place in this division and could give the Rays a run for the money for number 2 pretty mm-hmm. pretty readily if the Rays start taking any steps back. So But yeah. I mean a thing for the Rays, you know, a positive point is it would be like rooting for the Pirates at this point. You know, so many players are there. <sighs> the, the the reason I didn't is because I really thought about the Rays. And I, I my initial reaction was to put them in the top 10 because um, fun analytics, like, you know, that whole thing, like, you know, you never know why some people are being played on the Pirates, but you always know why people are being played on the Rays. Like, there's usually a statistical or analytical reason for why they do what they do. And they're usually on the forefront of any ideas. The problem is, is that they're usually on the forefront of like new innovations with how to play baseball because the ownership refuses to spend money on the team. And then you end up trading away guys or letting walk guys like Tommy Pham for like no real reason other than ownership didn't feel like paying that player long term. 
and uh, they wanted to get rid of him before he got too expensive. And while that can be appreciated on a GM perspective, it makes it tough as a fan because it means mm-hmm. like you could never like really buy a player's jersey. So, plus they're again their jerseys suck. Oh, they are not good. Plus no, the drop no, 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 sucks no. as a stadium. Plus it's not even in Tampa Bay; it's in St. Petersburg, and I've never been. But it's, apparently it's a bitch and a half to get to. So going to games, even if you were in Tampa Bay, would be kind of a chore. So. It, yeah, I I found it tough to pick them, even though I think there are good reasons to pick them. All right, give us five through one, all the way through. Let's hear them all again. All right, number five, Chicago White Sox. Number four, San Diego Padres. Number three, Oakland Raiders. Number two, Toronto Blue Jays. And the number one team, that Corwin Heller should be rooting for the St. Louis Cardinals. God, even just hearing that for the second time hurts. It just hurts <laughs> a lot. Um, I can I can confidently say they will not be the choice. Um, <laughs> fuck. Oh God. I feel like I need to like take an aspirin after just considering rooting for those fuckers from St. Louis. Um you know your, what? your whole if... reaction to this is like when <laughs> when James Swan told Trump, I, oh, I was wondering what you thought about doing it as a proportion of population. And Trump said, you can't do that. Yeah. James Swan was like, why can I do that? And Trump was like, you can't do that. Can't. That's Listen, you right now. <laughs> if Matt Carpenter uh, was stricken from the record of existing in St. Louis, I'd consider it. Um, but I know that that won't ever happen, so... You know, I can't do it. I, you know, my moral, my moral standings are too strong. You know, my principles as a person are too strong. I could never commit such an act of treason against a city that I have adopted myself as my home, like Pittsburgh. You know, never lived in Pittsburgh. Just, uh, you know, they're my home now. I couldn't do that to them. You know, those Yinzers, they don't deserve that. So I can't be St. Louis. Um, as much as I would love rooting for a team that is a rival to the Yankees, I just, I couldn't, I don't, I don't feel strongly enough towards the Blue Jays to, to really, to dive in headfirst into that fandom. And then while that would be fun, you know, it's, it's not a strong enough conviction. So that leaves three. The three, the three top teams coming into this that you know I considered were, were definite locks for this top five. You know, you got the Matt Chapman, you got the South Side, and you've got the the Dads. And it's tough because the, all three were teams I considered coming in, and uh, man, the decision. I will be taking my talents to South Beach. No, fuck the Marlins. Uh, we're not doing LeBron James. This would be a much d- more difficult decision if it wasn't for the fact that I watched Fernando Tatis hit two monster dingers last night. I will be committing myself to the San Diego Padres. Let's look forward to a championship this year. Here we go, guys. San Diego, I'm coming home. <laughs> Nobody can Call see me, me right now, but I'm, I'm clapping, waving to the fans, you know, <laughs> fist, fist pumped in the air. It's a, it's a good day to be a dad. 
the the ghost of Tony Gwynn smiles upon you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, watching them play last night, you know, I know it's a definite recency bias because I it, obviously watching them last night. That team is just so unbelievably unbelievably exciting, top to bottom, with both the young stars that they have that I mentioned earlier, Paddock, Tatis. Um, the young superstar prospects, Mackenzie Gore, um, you know, Patino coming up. As much as I am going to struggle with staying up late to watch those games, I feel like it's something I can handle with the schedule I have now. You know, I have MLB TV. I could keep it on. I could watch those replays. I'll be able to experience the same amount of those games that I would otherwise. Um, God, the A's and the White Sox, they're amazing choices, but I feel confident. I feel strong about the, uh, about the dads. Josh, I, I appreciate all the work you put into this other than putting those fucking birds at number one. Um, <laughs> this was tremendous. I'm happy that, uh, oh man, I, just so overloaded with joy for finding the team that's going to gonna bring me some happiness this baseball season and beyond. I'm yeah, happy for it's you. Been an honor. I, it's been an honor. I, I, I can't wait to see the inevitable Tatis Jr. jersey that becomes of this. I can't wait for them to trade Fernando Tatis to the Pirates for fucking Chris Archer. <laughs> would you be that back on the Pirates bandwagon if that happened? I, I would give up football or baseball. I would give up on the sport. I would just, you know. I don't think you'd be wrong to do it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So real quick, I just wanted to talk about one other team because you you, you kind of brought it up with um, with talking about how exciting and fun the players on the Padres are. Mm -hmm. The the Angels. Yes. I didn't know. I had them at seventeen, and I I I considered them in all three parts, all three tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, of of th- that I set up for various reasons, and I ended up putting them in mediocre choices, um, my middle tier, because <sighs> it's tough. They have Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. They have Shohei Otani, who I understand isn't pitching Second right now. Second best player no, in baseball. Not true, but a great hitter. True. They've got Albert Pujols, who like isn't like a huge contributor anymore, but like getting to see him play baseball even at this significantly reduced level in his 40s, is still really cool, especially since he's chasing a lot of um, counting stat milestones. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, my God. And now they have uh, Anthony Rendon. That's going to be super fun. Like, There's reasons to watch them, but fuck, my God, are they never good. They have mm-hmm. no pitching. They are constantly in a state of mediocrity, to to terribleness and are just wasting Mike Trout's career. So I considered them at all three points, but and I and because of like the really fun players that they have, it seems on the surface like, hey, you know, if they just get some pitching there, maybe maybe mm-hmm. this is a good time to get in. Maybe this is their ultimate bottom and they can only go up. But at the same time, we've been saying that for years. Yeah. And I was wondering it's, if you had any thoughts on them. If you consider them as your top five. I absolutely consider them because, you know, you start at the top. Mike Trout is, you can honestly have the argument for a top five player in the history of baseball. 
and I don't think that that's even an argument. I think it's you know almost solidified at this point that there's no doubt he's a top five player in baseball. And I think by the time you know he just turned 29 this week, I think it's a very you know in all likelihood high chance of him being in the discussion for the best singular player in the history of baseball. You know, he has finished outside top two in MVP voting once in his entire career, and he finished fourth. The guy is so unbelievable compared to any other player playing baseball right now. You know, like there's always guys that are they're competing with him every season, whether it be, you know, Mookie Betts, whether it be, you know, Christian Yelich, um, you know, whoever it may be that is there any given year, it's just Trout is there every single year. You know, Anthony Rendon, MVP frontrunner for a significant portion of last year. Shohai Otani, uh, the way people have heard me talk about him, the predictions I made for this season, I think the absolute sky is the limit for him. I just, I really can't wait for him to be healthy and come back to what he was in 2018. I think, you know, the pitching that they have right now, you know, Andrew Heaney has definitely come back from injury and been a pleasant surprise. Dylan Bundy seems to be turning his entire career around in Anaheim. Um, you know, Joe Adele just caught, called up. He was, you know, consensus top three prospect in all of baseball heading into this year. There's so much to love about the Angels. And yet it wasn't, it's not a serious contender because they aren't ever a serious contender. You know, they have had all of this potential for as long as I've followed baseball and it's been nothing. And, you know, by all means, this year especially was so much significantly closer to contender status than I've ever seen them before. And I do think, you know, when these guys are all healthy, they could easily go and win a World Series. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just one of those things where the X factor isn't there. They have all of right. the points that you would want. And just, it's just not there as a whole. And I don't yeah, know why. It, I wish I had a good reason, but I don't. I don't, because uh, that's the thing. It's like, it's not even like ownership is stingy. Like, ownership has shown they're very willing to spend the money. Mm-hmm. They have a smart GM. They have a good GM. It's yeah. just, whatever the reason is, it just hasn't fully materialized in Anaheim. And it's like, oh, how much can you put up with that? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like red uniforms. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's there all you, you need go. right there. Fuck all the red teams. That's uh, true. Any other I, I teams was thinking as I was saying about? that, I don't think I'm a fan of any team that has red as a primary color. I can't think of a single one. I may just be uh, dumb right now, but you know. Well, Cleveland. Yeah, but I feel like blue is a, a significantly the significant primary color there. You know? Uh, yeah. Like they the, have those the red lettering is all red, but that's but, kind of it. But yeah, I'd say the the jerseys tend to be more blue um such a ridiculous like conversation to have like yeah red teams just not as good as blue teams the phillies <laughs> the nationals um yeah. that's yeah that's it uh any other teams you're curious about where i had them ranked or uh... um let's see what other teams didn't we touch on i could just go real quick 30 to 1 yeah do it 
All right, all right. This is this is my full. I'm not going to give reasons, obviously, but this is my, Josh's full rankings of who should you root for, starting at the teams you should absolutely not root for and going <laughs> up. So don't root for the Astros, Red Sox, Pirates, Mets, and Yankees. Number 25, Rockies. 24, Marlins. 23, Tigers. 22, Diamondbacks. 21, Giants. That's our bottom 10. The mediocre teams yeah. you could probably root for if you wanted to. Um, if you had a good reason, the Mariners, number 19, the Rangers, 18, Reds, 17, Angels, 16, Rays, 15, Phillies, 14, Twins, 13, Braves, 12, Nationals, and 11, Brewers. Uh, the top 10 teams, teams you should feel pretty good about rooting for. Number 10, the Indians, 9, the Dodgers, number 8, the Royals, number 7, the Orioles, number six, the Cubs. I know that you don't like them, which is why I kept them out of the top ten on purpose, top five on purpose. Appreciate you. Appreciate um, you. And then, as previously Wish stated, you would have stuck with that, you know, opinion, but we'll we'll let it slide. You know, too fucking bad. <laughs> uh, and then the top five, as previously uh, mentioned, White Sox, Padres, A's, Blue Jays, Cards. Uh, yeah, and that that that's that on that. You know, I probably would have moved the Reds up a little bit. I probably would have moved the Brewers down maybe switch those teams something like that just because the reds this year and how they look for the next couple i think could become a a serious team um that probably would have been the one team that i was going to ask where you had him but other than that you know i i very much agree with that list the orioles being that high is weird uh the royals is a little weird but i totally get it that's like such a, a wholesome team to root for um, I feel like the Orioles that high is just asking for pain in the future, which, hey, by all means, that could be something you're into. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that list is pretty, pretty spot on with where I would have put them. The Orioles have a pretty weird history. They're historically a pretty mediocre team, but they have really high highs and their lows are, I mean, we're seeing it. This is the worst I think this team has ever been in the history of this team. Um, but like, when the Orioles are good, man, they're fucking good. And if they can get back with a whole new set of players to where they were from like 2008 to 2012, I mean, fuck, man, that's that's awesome. And this is, like I said, I still I have a lot of faith in the next four years of Orioles baseball. I think that they're really going to be coming up. I think it's going to be a lot slower of a pace than other teams because they just didn't have the prospects. But I really think that they're going to start putting it together at a much better pace than they have in years past. And I think we're kind of seeing it. As it stands right now, the Orioles are second place in the AL East at 7-7. Seven and seven. Which That's is wild, wild to consider. Yeah, even even though it's only it's only 14 games, it's still crazy that, like, man, they're doing better than the Rays, Blue Jays, and Boston. That's fucking... They're doing better than so many teams in baseball wish they were 500 right now. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Pirates have three wins. The Houston Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah. That Orioles were the first baseball game I ever went to. Yeah, first baseball card I ever had too. Went to the went to the Orioles game. I was probably seven or eight with this singular baseball card that I owned. Uh, I was far too young and dumb to actually know who the guy was or any history with him. Okay, I uh, my first game in the new New York Stadium. Was oh, he's right there. Game. Oh, he just. What? That's pretty cool. What? Oh, he's right there. Who? What are you watching? What am I watching? I'm telling a story. 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. They, were, <laughs> okay. they made. They made a pitching change. <laughs> I am so lost right now. <laughs> That's okay. Let's. Uh, um, all right. So but yeah, the uh, guy had retired. Moral of the story: My dad was making it up to get his seven-year-old kid to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah. That's hilarious. All right, sir. All right. Um. So what do you say we 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 close it out today with once again going over the. Uh, this, this, the, as of Sunday, baseball stat leaders. Um, okay. I will say, uh, this part you might have to cut out. Gonna have to go super quick because my phone's at 3%. I will go quick. We'll give you some, Perfect. some, some league leaders, position players, the position player with the most wars his hands right now, Fernando Tatis Jr. with 1.3. That's my guy. That's my superstar now. Yeah. Followed by a three-way tie between Aaron Judge, Mike Yastrzemski, and Cattell Marte. Obar leader. <laughs> Mike Yastrzemski. I know. How, how is he there? Um, eh, eh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Obar leader is currently Fernando Tatis Jr. with 1.3, seeing which means his D-War is zero. Uh, what's more hilarious is that Mike Yastrzemski is also here with 1.3, which means his D-War is negative. Um <laughs> D-War leader is currently Jacob Stallings of Pittsburgh with 0.6. Way to go, buddy. Pittsburgh leading I'm in proud of that. Uh, Batting <laughs> average is currently being led by Donovan Solano at, of San Francisco with 462, followed by Charlie Blackman of Colorado with 446. The Wasn't he your prediction for hitting over 400 this year? Who? Charlie Blackman. Wasn't he a guy I, that you like, I, mentioned? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. I was is. looking at that today, and that stuck, struck out stuck out to me excuse me yeah he's always been a contact dude um uh colorado's field lends itself to it because he's got such a huge outfield lots of singles Mm -hmm. um and short short sample size so there you go buddy um speaking of charlie blackman also the current leader in on base percentage with 475 that's very high um slugging percent currently being led by aaron judge with 782 and then OPS currently being led by Fernando Tatis Jr. San Diego with an 1191. Impressive. Um, hits, current leader is Charlie Blackman with 25. Doubles, currently a five-way tie between a bunch of people. I'm not going to read it. We have a four-way tie for triples with two, which is hilarious. Um, and home run, your home run leader right now is Aaron Judge with eight. Stolen base leader, Tommy Pham of San Diego with five. Who's, who's second in home runs right now? Second in home runs is... Uh, tie between Fernando Tatis Jr. and oh, Nicholas nice. Castellanos. That's my guy. Fernando Tatis. Go. I'm going to show up next time I see you with a Fernando Tatis Jr. tattoo on my ass. I hope don't so. Let me do that. Please don't let me do uh, that. Current leader in walks is Carlos Santana with 20. That is six more Holy than the shit. next highest person. Yeah, it's a lot. Next highest, is, next highest is Matt Olson with 14. Holy shit. Yeah, I did not realize that. That is a lot of walks. Holy shit. Dude just um, doesn't want to play baseball this year. He's just standing there in the box. I don't want to swing. Um, <laughs> adjusted OPS plus, your leaders are um, Fernando Tatis Jr. at number one, 235 adjusted OPS plus, followed by Donovan Solano, Mike Estremsi, Car- uh, Nick Castellanos at number five, Aaron Judge, um, and then Charlie Blackman at number six. Those are the only six dudes above 200, which is insane. Directly mm-hmm. below 200 is Giovanni Urshela and and G- um, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, both of, of New York, go Yankees. Well, let's move on over to pitching stats real quick before Corwin's phone dies. Uh, war for pitchers is somehow being led by Lance Lynn. It does not make sense. I do not understand. Fucking insane. 1.1. 1. 1. 
tied with Shane Bieber, who they have listed number two, must be an innings thing at 1.1. How Lance Lynn has this much, I don't understand. Um, speaking of which, I think it's because he has the lowest ERA. I was about to say, his ERA leads ERA was 0.49, which is dumb. Uh, Will not stand, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Whip is currently being led by Trevor Bauer of Cincinnati with a 0.569. Uh, hits per nine currently being led by Lance Lynn at 2.946. Um, walks per nine currently being led by Merrill Kelly of Arizona at 0.458. Um, strikeouts per nine also being led by Trevor Bauer at 14.897. I saw. Um, I did see when I was looking through these, just skimming through them before we started, that three Reds pitchers are in like the top six for strikeouts. Uh, yeah, top top five. It's Trevor Bauer, and then Shane Bieber and Tyler Chatwood, and then uh, Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, strikeout leader as it stands right now is Shane Bieber with thirty-five, followed by Trevor Bauer with thirty-two, and Sonny Gray with twenty-eight. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else Corwin Heller would care about. Is there? Um, who's uh? Let's do top five teams in record. Bottom top five teams in record. Why not? If that's something that's possible to look at. Um, show spot. It should be. Um, MLB summary. Can you do that for me? Uh, I don't care about pitching. I don't care about hitting. I want standings. Uh, it only gives me broken down by a uh, division for me. Um, That's all, I guess your best good. your your best team is the Miami Marlins. I would assume with a seven and two record, um, which is dumb. Teams That's in first just... place in their division: <laughs> the Yankees, uh, the Twins, and the A's in the American League or the National League. The Marlins, the Cubs, and the Rockies. Wow, they're, they Baseball's are just the Rockies are a game and a half better than the Dodgers. That makes no sense. Um, Baseball is so stupid. I hate it. <laughs> your bottom tier, your your uh, bottom of the division teams as it stands right now in the East, Boston, um, in the Central, Kansas City, and in the West, Seattle, in the National League, in the East, the Nationals. Wow, I didn't realize they hit a skid. Uh, in the Central, Pittsburgh, and in the West, Arizona, um, and those are your best and worst teams in baseball right now yeah that's uh that's pretty intense um i will say before we we finish up right now um the pirates are pretty bad and i would just like to say overall uh i am now officially changing my mlb phone app logo from the pirates to the padres so it's official uh, we're here it's for official, the call now. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's all legit. Paperwork's been signed. It's documented. It, <laughs> Rob it's been Manfred notarized. just called. He's approved it. We're all set. We're here, boys. Waiver wire got signed off on. It's, it's all legit, folks. Corwin Heller's been claimed. All right. Any final thoughts or are we out? Uh, we are out. All right. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at Juicing the numbers at gmail.com and until Thursday, y'all have to. Bye.